Hello, and welcome to Fempreneur True Confessions Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am Laura, and I am the owner of ODAA Virtual Assistant Agency. Um, and our agency provides boutique online solutions to small businesses to help them grow and scale their business confidently. We build a strategy and are able to add the staff they need to provide the solutions in their business. Um, we ensure their focus is on what they need to thrive while allowing them to release the need to be everything in their business. No need to wear all the hats. We help you delegate the work so that you can focus on your superpower. And my name is Angelique. I'm with Lady Powerhouse Solutions, and we are a uh, heart-centered approach to offering project and event management to women entrepreneurs on fire and lighten up the world with their passion and drive to, to achieve their missions in the most authentic way possible. Basically, we do the same kind of stuff that Laura did. We kind of do the same stuff, but, um, and yeah. That's that's Lady Power Solutions, and we are, um, and together we are Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. And our mission um, in this podcast is to empower women in business, as well as in life, to live authentically and support each other instead of competing with each other. Hence, while Angelique and I can do the same work, we also know that we support each other and we love each other yes. no matter what. Um, so there is no competing. Um, and because of that, um, we model this and all that and the all that and all of our authenticity through our business and our personal relationships as well um, as um, and empower other women to do the same in their relationships yeah. and business. Absolutely. And so the purpose of the podcast is to normalize the struggles and share the lessons learned with this common goal of lifting other women up and not tearing them down as well. Cause that would be cool, right? To normalize what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other, building up each other's confidence and encouraging each other to use our gifts and passions to fulfill our life's calling. So basically what we're trying to do is build, maintain and grow a sisterhood of the, this, abundance mindset where there is enough to go around, right? Because there, there is enough to go around and um, share our struggles, help each other to rise to our highest potential. And that's the Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. Introduce our guest today, Laura. Wonderful. So Terry here, um, she is the owner and particular practitioner already of positive vibes and hails from Beverly, Massachusetts. Terry graduated from the nursing program at North Shore Community College in 1988 and has um, truly found it to be a joy working with and raising some of the most talented surgeons in the country, including Dr. Atul Gwandi, Gwandi, Sorry, <laughs> over the last 30 years. During that time, she also observed patients coming into the operating room full of anxiety, fearful, and a, um, a little too a lot stressed. Then, about 15 years ago, she took a workshop on preoperative meditations and liked the premise so much um, that she started implementing, implementing it um, at her institution and ran the program until she retired in August of 2022. Over the three years, she's taken classes 
done the research, and finally developed her own program, the Vibes Visualize Your Best Elective Surgery Program. This program includes clinical meditation and imagery, along with energetic bodywork, assisting patients in balancing their body physically as well as emotionally. Oh, was that awesome. it? No, that's not it. And among many other certifications. Among many other <laughs> certifications, <laughs> she is certified as um, Yusi, Yusui, um, Reiki master teacher. Um, and we are so looking forward to having her on the podcast. Thank you. Yes. Awesome job, Laura. Thank you. Ladies. Welcome, Terry. It's so great to have you here. <laughs> And Terry is hailing from, we didn't get to mention this, but you're from Massachusetts or did we, did, was that in the bio and I just missed it? Yeah. It Beverly, was. Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, I grew up in oh, Beverly, Massachusetts. Sorry. You're good. I was messing around with the screens trying to. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and the reason I mentioned that is I just love her accent. I just, I just love it. So one of the main things that, that came up is in our conversations has been the challenge. And I come from a healthcare background as well, decades in a big healthcare system in St. Louis. And I know when I went from the corporate environment, because from the healthcare, I, I also moved into a co working with a coaching firm, but it was still for medical professionals. So I know when I, went from being full-time corporate to running my own business, it was a bit of a culture shock. I had all this time on my hands and uh, frankly, didn't know what to do with myself uh, right away. Um, so just, I would love for you to share, was your experience similar to that? Did you, did you struggle with that? And how did you, how'd you cope? So my, my story began in 2020. Um, I had always wanted to run my own business, but I had no idea really how to do that. Like I knew how to be a really good operating room nurse. And I knew that I could take a lot of those skills because I, you know, was in charge of the room. I, you know, was able to mentor people, all of that. Um, but I was always afraid to take that first step. And as I got older, I wanted the autonomy of being able to do that. Um, I had been running my program, well, I had been running somebody else's program that didn't encompass all of the things that I wanted to encompass into the program. So that was what really kind of started me. And I only worked two days a week in the hospital. Um, so I had time to be able to do that. Um, so, in 2020, I took a deep breath, like I tell all of my clients to do. And I took that giant step and I went out by myself. I found someplace to lease in a building that I thought was perfect for me. My grandfather and my father both worked in this space before it became this space. So I felt like a kinship to the land. Um, and I loved my office. I thought I negotiated a fantastic lease. They wanted me to do a five-year lease. I convinced them that I was a new business and I could only commit to one year until I figured out if I was going to be able to do this. 
Um, and I negotiated a decent price for it. Um, I had three rooms, so a big workshop room to do my um, classes, a treatment room, and then a business room that I could do my printing in. I had a little kitchen type of thing in there. So it was beautiful. Perfect, right? So I had my first open house on February 14th, 2020, Valentine's Day. And two weeks later, the pandemic hit. And being a nurse in the front lines, I had to close my doors. I mean, everybody had to close their doors two weeks later, um, but I felt like I had to close it. So here I was putting myself out there and all of a sudden everything shut down. I was like, what is the universe trying to tell me? I, I, I took this big step. Yeah. I was so excited. Um, but I also learned a lot in that year because I still had to pay my lease. I still had to pay the common area that was no one was allowed in um, for the whole year. Thank God my husband is a really good business owner and had money that he could funnel into positive vibes. Um, but when I first opened, you know, I, I had to do the Comcast business, which is our internet and phone and um, all that kind of stuff. And then I had the lease. And so I didn't realize how much money I was putting out before I even started to have clients coming in. And I felt like, you know, you have to do that. You have to mm -hmm. put money out to get money to come back in. But then you throw a pandemic in it and you're just yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> so that was my first yeah. struggle with it. Um, and then by being closed down, but still having the space, I was pulling in from all of my like-minded business people. Because I knew a lot of people who had their own energetic work um, spaces. So I was learning from them what I didn't need to have that the space was beautiful, but I didn't need to have that space. You know, I could have gone, I can do it in this greenhouse is what I'm learning. Um, so yes, you have to put money out to make money, but how much money do you have to put out to make the money? Um, so I learned a lot of things yeah. that first year in business with no clients. <laughs> <laughs> A good steady period of like, so what did you end up doing with yourself that first year? Um, so I took, um, I took a leap again. Um, I had met a woman who was a business, um, in, an intuitive business strategist. So she had worked for a multi-million dollar company as a business person. And she had been kind of hiding her um, intuitiveness and those gifts. And she was learning to put them out there, um, which is phenomenal because she taught me gifts that I had that I didn't realize that I had or that I hadn't been, I had been using, but didn't know what to call them. Um, so putting myself out there in a very authentic way was huge that first year. So it wasn't just meditation, which, you know, in healthcare, that's an accepted practice. Um, Reiki is becoming an accepted practice because they have studies behind it. Mm -hmm. But then I also read the Akashic Records, um, which is not mainstream out there. It's more woo. Right. Um, thank you for seeing me. 
Um, so I was learning woo. from. <laughs> we love the woo. We're all Absolutely. about the woo. <laughs> and so many people are loving the woo now. Um, and so it helped me talk about it more. You know, I, I was still at the hospital. Um, the, the, as healthcare workers, we were scared to death. Well, the younger nurses were scared to death. The older nurses, we knew what we needed to do while we were there. But I was able to talk about it with people and to broaden what I needed and to ask for that help. So it gave me that opportunity. Like if I, if the pandemic hadn't happened and I started to, you know, get a trickle of clients in, I would have been real busy with that. I would have been real busy with the hospital and I wouldn't have been able to hone the skills that I needed for marketing, for, you know, social media strategy, um, that kind of thing. That's taken me three years of understanding. And then I learned that, um, my husband doesn't like to do yard work, so he hires a lawn company. So I use that analogy that not that I don't like to do social media or that I don't love my website, but I didn't know how to do it well. So it was okay for me right. to delegate that out to people who can do it in 10 minutes where it would take me hours to do. And then I was starting to despise yeah, yeah, being a business yeah. owner because I wasn't able to be doing what I wanted to be doing, which was my business. I was too busy doing the business side of the mm. business um, and not being able to yeah. do the meditations or to create the classes, like do that creative stuff rather than do Google Docs that could make me poke my eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, being honest, right? <laughs> I love it though. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Transparency and not this and Yes, for sure. Um, so, you know, was this an overnight epiphany? You just woke up one morning and said, I'm going to hire a designer. No, um, and it took me a or while. Was it more of a, it was, it was about like, again, putting the money out there and not having the clients yet to balance it out. And it was okay because again, I was still working at the hospital. So I was still bringing in money. I was a senior nurse. I make a lot of money um, comfortably. I work hard for it, but I make good money. So it was, that was okay. I was just using that money to help to create my business. That changed a little bit when mm -hmm. I, retired this past August because now I didn't have that flow of money coming in that I could cycle into positive vibes. Um, and I'm still having a hard time mm -hmm. finding the, the client base. I know it's going to be there, but it's hard, like still putting the money out there and still not having the client base coming mm -hmm. in. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it, it takes time to um, to reach your people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I have found, and I don't know if this has been true for you, but the, the more authentic and transparent and, and real that you are, mm -hmm. the more your people will see you and gravitate towards you. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And have you found that to be true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's frequently it's blocks that we put up energetically ourselves that keep the clients coming from us or coming to us. So I have done a lot of work over the past three years of, you know, releasing uh, energetic blocks, even from my soul's past or my family ancestrally along that lineage. That's a, you know, more of the woo if you don't understand it, but if you do understand it, it makes complete sense. You know, that my father's family had blocks of accepting money or receiving rather than just putting it out there. So that was, that was mm -hmm. a lot of work that I did. Yeah. And so, and you did mention that you talked about, um, the, the money mindset hurdles, um, specifically for like how much to charge. Mm -hmm. So how did you, what was that process like for you trying to figure out what to charge? So that was really, really hard for me. And I kept trying to find alternative ways with the hospital. So I was still working at the hospital and I was going to create my program in the hospital. That way the hospital was paying me. So the, my patients, and so there's a difference, like the when I worked at the hospital, they were my patients. When I work in as a business person, they're my clients. So the patients at the hospital, yeah. they didn't have to pay for it. And they were so thankful for that, which made it even harder for me to come out of the hospital and have to ask patients for money. I mean, here they are at their most vulnerable and they're just, you know, looking for anything to help them through this really difficult time. And then I'm going to ask them for money for it. So that took a bit mm -hmm. of talking to my energetic friends and how they did that. And basically it, it kind of boiled down to, you know, a doctor charges money for his fees. And it was, and it's definitely, a, I'm not going to say female because there's lots of female doctors now, but the old school mindset mm -hmm. was that the nurses got paid through the hospital. They didn't have their own um, billing cycle, which is, you know, where, how I grew up. Um, it has definitely changed and mm -hmm. we get to charge, the hospitals get to charge patients per nurse type of thing, but it, it wasn't my mindset. You know, like I was there just to, you know, help my patients. Um, and it didn't include them paying me. It included the hospital paying me. So when I talked to my friends, they said, you know, the doctors get paid the, the universe, if we could all work on a barter system, that would be great, but that's not how our society works. And then we found that sometimes yeah. people don't go to a class because it's free because they don't think it's good enough because where's the value? So if you don't charge, right. they don't well, see the value. Well, if it's free, value. it can't be worth anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that. those were a lot of hurdles for me to, to get over. And then I just talked to a lot of friends. I, I did my own research to look at what people were charging. And so like my signature service in my business, I don't think it's being done by anybody else. So that was hard to come up with a price for it. Um, so just starting out, I came up yeah. with a, a price of the combined, um, modalities that I give in that signature service 
and kind of came up with a price on my own. Um, you know, and until it starts to take off, then I think it will be, I will be charging what it actually deserves to be charged for. Right now, it's still trying to get people to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and part of it's education, right? Educating people about what what the woo is, like mm-hmm. what Akashic Records are and what Reiki is and how meditation is beneficial um, mm-hmm. for your health. Yes. And once they edu- once you've educated them and they understand, then they can better understand the value absolutely. of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. You know, finding those yeah. like in any service where it's like, especially when you're in corporate, you're doing nursing and, and there's a set rate, like this is what they mm-hmm. tell you your values at, and this is where you're at. And then mm-hmm. you're trying to tell people either I'm worth more because they didn't do it right. Or this is all completely brand new and in five years, if it's determined that maybe it shouldn't have been that high, well, oh well, your worth is set at your worth. Um, yes. And that's really hard um, in nowadays um, terms for us to really get past, especially with specific generations where we are very set in certain ways of how things are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, in comparison to how the world is really moving to work. And yeah, it's difficult. Exactly. And even like in, in healthcare itself, like when I was trying to get a position in the hospital, so take me out of that equation and, and my, put my business into that equation and say that I was trying to sell my business to healthcare. They don't see mm-hmm. that worth because they're not looking at the numbers of the patients are using less anesthesia. They're not using opioids or they're using less opioids. They are getting out of bed sooner, so they're going home sooner. So monetarily, it's making a difference for these patients. There's just not enough research to show the specifics for all of that coverage. But if you talk to my docs that I worked with, they're like, oh my God, like I used way less narcotics when I did this for these patients. And then you're talking about, you know, not getting patients and, addicted to opioids. And hello, there's the whole money thing right there. Yeah. yeah. Which means well, you'll have pushback also, on it you know, naturally. <laughs> yes. I was saying, which means yes. you'll have pushback on it yeah. naturally because, you know, the... You know, big pharma wants what they want, and corporate wants what they want. We uh-huh. use things a certain way, <laughs> and now that you're showing changes and how it can be done healthier without such a high mm-hmm. cost, they're like, "Hold up, because where's our money at?" If you yes. do that, you know. And... Absolutely, uh, yeah. You could go down a whole conspiracy yeah. rabbit hole with that. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, and I don't I don't like to go down the conspiracy rabbit holes, but I don't think it's a conspiracy. It's a logic that if you are getting the patients well sooner, then that's obviously less revenue for the hospital because they have less days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and well, call but them the patient days in the hospital right. system. But the patients are actually being charged for a specific Um, So like, say you go in for, I'm not going to say a gallbladder because that's day surgery, but say you go in for a procedure that you're going to stay like three days. So the hospital gets the money for those three days, 
regardless because, and I don't, I'm not a billing specialist by any stretch, but they get paid a certain amount. Mm -hmm. So they're actually going to make money. The hospitals on that side of it, because the patients are actually going home sooner and they're not going to have patients coming back in with, um, surgical site infections because you've increased their immune response through meditations because it, it helps to heal your body. The same thing with Reiki. I mean, even Reiki was on, um, Grey's Anatomy. Um, Catherine, um, mm -hmm. yeah, what her last name is on the show. She has cancer and she was talking mm -hmm. with one of the docs and they were talking about alternative care. And of course he was very mindset on, um, the science and she was very mindset on mm -hmm. well i've been doing reiki and my pain is better so i don't have to be taking drugs and i don't mm -hmm. have to you know my life is easier and i'm able to function at that level and so mm -hmm. what what price is that worth to a patient from from my standpoint yeah. of getting yeah. over yeah. The, the money mindset mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I'll and from a patient perspective, me being a patient, and um, I deal with chronic pain, mm -hmm. and you know when I have a really high pain day, like for instance yesterday, yeah, um, if somebody knocked on my door and wanted to sell me narcotics, I probably would have bought them, and I probably would have paid whatever they wanted to charge me for them, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not because. Um, you know, I'm addicted, but because I, I can't get them. Yes. I can't get them through traditional doctors. Mm -hmm. They won't give me any pain meds. Yes. Um, yeah. now that's finally starting to change because I've established care here. I've been going to the doctor. They have to jump through all the hoops, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. But for someone who's in pain or chronic pain, we're very motivated to get relief. Yes. And yes. we're willing to pay for it. Absolutely. And to be able to put that out there of alternatives for pain management, mm -hmm. like I'm the same thing. I have a back issue and I do cortisone injections. I actually had a weight loss surgery so that I didn't have to have a spinal fusion and I use acupuncture. Um, and I, I had used it previously before the um, surgery, but then I couldn't use ibuprofen um, as I used to because of the weight loss surgery. So the mm -hmm. acupuncture did amazing for what I needed it for. Yeah. Yet most insurances won't cover it. And, you know, some will give you right. so many visits. Some won't. Mine wouldn't give me anything for it. Um, so the, and there's, there's just a, a plethora of alternative care that needs to be seen out there. And your body knows what to do yeah. with this energy stuff. So it's helping to heal, not just mask the symptom of pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think chiropractic so, took, um, what, 25 years to get to a point where it would be covered or 30 years it could be covered under insurance for chiropractor care. Mm -hmm. And now it's yes. highly yeah. regarded and recommended and stuff. So it takes so long to mm -hmm. prove something. And then, yes. you know, even if it's your belief, like not being, you know. Yeah. 
And, and, the, uh, and the hospitals and healthcare systems are all about the evidence-based yeah. mm-hmm. research, yes. evidence-based findings. But yet they only mm-hmm. want to do the evidence-based research that they want to do. Like I have come up with um, mm-hmm. a couple of yeah. different um, aspects of it with my with my business. And I, I had a really good um, rapport with the surgeons that I worked with. I raised them, like I said in my bio, from small medical students up to amazing attendants. So I could have these conversations mm-hmm. with them. And one of them was talking with the burn um, doctors, because my son, who's also a nurse, worked at Vanderbilt on the burn unit. And mm-hmm. we he ended up leaving before we could start the research project. But I couldn't get my hospital to do the research project of doing Reiki on a client while they were in the hospital. And their skin is, um, they take their skin and they bring it to a place in Cambridge. So he was in Tennessee. And he had a patient whose skin was brought up to ten, from Tennessee to Cambridge. And it's grown in this lab. So my suggestion was, can we do Reiki on that patient in bed and then see what his cells do in Cambridge? Because there's a whole book that Deepak Chopra had done on synchronicity. And it's amazing, amazing work. I love Deepak. Yeah, I love him. And when I was talking to the doc about this, he just looked at me and he's like, you know, you're talking about quantum physics. And I'm like, yeah, so I know the word quantum physics. I have a very, very childlike basic understanding of it. But yes, I understand that it's quantum physics that I'm talking about. Let's try it. Like it doesn't hurt a patient. It doesn't cost anything. You just train the nurses to do the Reiki and then they can do it. So again, that's a mindset Mm -hmm. of money the hospital having to put up money to train their nurses to do Reiki, which is minimal. Mm-hmm. And the the payback for yeah. it is amazing. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. I hope we'll get there in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Terry, if there were, you know, have, have you heard the, uh, I think it's a book, um, you know, the, the advice, letters to a poet. I think it's something like that um, by Rilke. But basically, if you could give your past self three pieces of advice as you were going into this, mm-hmm. um, what would the three most top, most influential things be that would help you as a new business owner, as a new entrepreneur, do you think? Absolutely. Ask. Ask for help. Ask for advice. Um, and, and know who you're asking. Like, ask people who are authentic in what they're doing um, for their advice. Because women love, love to give advice, at least in the energetic world. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that back. Oh no. No. There she comes. She's back. Okay. Want to help each other all the time. Like you two talked about the non compete. 
totally. Like I have found that with everybody that I've talked to. So it is ask for advice from authentic people. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Get rid of all the people who don't believe in you and keep the people around mm -hmm. that believe in what you're trying to do. Um, and the third piece of advice, um, oh, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> believe in yourself as that. much yeah. as everyone else does. Because mm -hmm. we, I don't know about you two, but I frequently suffer from imposter syndrome. Sometimes I'll think, oh my goodness, they're going to find out that I actually know nothing, which is not true. I, I know so much. Right, and right. a very dear friend, this intuitive business person once told me, if you can't stop talking about it, that is your authentic pathway. And I can't stop talking about yeah. this stuff. Yeah. I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. And that's a great thing to say. And you say. get to do it every day now. Yay. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. To... And I love creating <laughs> the classes. I love putting it out there. Um, and of course, my my favorite, favorite, favorite is helping the surgical patients. They will always be yes. the nearest yes. and dearest. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, clearly, your heart was into some sort of service. Uh, someone who could be a nurse for as long as you were, um, it, your heart is already in that for the give. Like, you're already... You've yes. spent a lifetime in that mind frame of you want to give, you want to help. You, you've been healing and loving on people forever. And this is just another oh, my way past of healing. Yeah, absolutely. In my past lives, if going into my own Akashic records, I have only ever been a healer. So my soul's journey mm -hmm. has been on a healing journey forever. Supposedly, this is my master level life. So, <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't do, <laughs> right? Woof. I couldn't do what I want to do here if I hadn't gone through mm -hmm. all of the, the pathways of being a nurse and mentoring and learning and, you know, creating and seeing. You know, t 15 right. years ago, I, I didn't know anything about meditations or energetic work or any of that. Um, and it just, I was yeah. put on this pathway, which is beautiful. And I, it took me a while. And then again, you know, the 2020 thing, which I, th I think it's a hysterical story to tell about the beginning of your business venture. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Terry. And really quick, everyone. So Terry does have some freebies for us. Um, she is offering 10% off um, the first session of six surgical journey sessions with her. Um, free meditation class on, is it March 7th? Or yes. is it three out of seven? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's seven, on March and then 7th. free meditation video download online. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yep. So those yep. are the links for those. Yeah, we Thank will you. put the links in the show notes for those. Um, and definitely check out her freebies. Go in there. Um, everything that was discussed today, we'll put into links to um, in the show notes as well. 
And we have been super excited to have you on. Glad to be able to speak with you. Yes, and your journey. thank you. Finally happened. Right? A few tries. Yes. I took a few tries. So um, our only ask uh, is uh, to make sure that you are following us on YouTube. And if you are, if you're already subscribed and following us on YouTube, please um, share and invite someone else to do the same so that we can continue to grow our audience. And uh, Terry, once again, thank you so much for joining us. And um, we will talk to you guys next week. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day.